Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your systems and workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And if you are joining in on YouTube or listening in on the podcast, I'm really thrilled and honored that you are here, my friend. Thank you so much. So if you have been keeping up with the series live, like as these podcasts and YouTube episodes have been launching live, you should know that I am in the middle of a series all centered around the topic and theme of launching, specifically just peeling back the curtain of the, you know, like the different puzzle pieces of what you should consider if you were wanting to launch for the first time, or let's say this is your 100th launch and you're wanting to continue to refine your launches. It's always good, I believe, it's always good to know how to best refine and how to best optimize and tweak and strategize for your next launch. Because let me just reiterate, no launch is going to be the same and there's no blueprint for like this like every single launch like you have to play around you have to give yourself permission to play as my friend Sarah Weiss would say so today's guest is a new online business friend Michelle Ponvert I hope I pronounced your name last name right Michelle is a life first business strategist and founder of the Business Chic Shop, where she sells streamlined solutions to simplify growing a business around your real life circumstances. She's also a neurodivergent, multi-passionate entrepreneur juggling two businesses with being a hands-on mom while living in Paris, France. So Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Did I leave anything out? No, thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. I'm really excited. And I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. Beautiful. <laughs> it's very tricky because in French, we would say pour vert. You uh -huh. swallow most of the letters, but Pontfort is beautiful too because okay. then people know how to spell it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your grace. And everyone who may not be watching, Michelle is actually based in Paris, France. So we are, she, it's most likely the afternoon there for her and it's morning here for me. And so this is like an international episode. I'm so excited about this, Michelle. And yesterday we recorded an episode for Michelle's podcast, which I will be sure to link that in the show notes to her podcast. So you all can connect with Michelle. Once you get to know her, you're just going to absolutely love her. So I wanted to just like dive right in. I am so excited that Michelle, you're specifically in this launch series because you're going to be talking about the concept of not so live launching, which when you presented that topic and that idea to me, I knew I wanted to dive into that because I have listeners who fit the following criteria. I'm just like going to list it out because I have like 
many different types of listeners, but these are the three main types. A lot of my listeners are brand new business owners who are literally brand new to the concept of launching. They've never launched a digital product or service before, so it's all new to them. Or they are in the messy middle of their own businesses. They're figuring out all the puzzle pieces of systems, workloads, SOPs, and they honestly need help understanding how launching fits into that because they may want to learn how to optimize a digital product or create a digital product to launch and market well. And another added layer to all of this, a lot of my listeners are moms and business owners too. So the idea of not so live launching intrigues me as a mom of two, because you know, like being a full-time mom is like a full-time job within a full-time job within a full-time job. And then, <laughs> and then having a business and like, I, you know, you have two full-time businesses that you are doing other businesses as well launching within those businesses, that can be stressful. So just having your expertise on the podcast today, I'm really excited to get your perspective and what you mean about not so live launching. Yeah. So it's it's a term I guess I coined myself because launching typically is like a set period of time where we're promoting an offer, whether that's a digital product, a course, or even like a service, just basically putting the word out that we've got something available for sale. And typically that's done live with emails going out that often people are writing pretty much the day of and preparing a lot of those elements live, but also including showing up live to add to that sort of excitement about your promotion. So that can look like hosting a live launch event, something like a webinar or a challenge, showing up for videos, doing reels, basically being really active and present to help encourage people to engage with your launch. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's the norm for a reason because it is really effective to show our faces, to show up and really show and demonstrate our excitement, our enthusiasm for our offer. But as you said, Dolly, that is not always realistic or possible for a lot of us entrepreneurs, particularly people like me, basically, people who are parents to young kids who have unpredictable schedules, people who are in alternate time zones from their ideal clients. As you said, I'm in France. A lot of my audience are in Australia and an Aussie originally, so I still get a lot of Aussies um, or in America. And showing up live for those time zones is really tricky sometimes because it's the middle of the night or the middle of school drop-off. So timing can be really tricky. And then the sort of third layer I found really challenging for me personally, and that my audience also really resonates with, is I'm neurodivergent. My brain works a little differently. And I actually don't show up my best, put on the spot to do things live. I do really well when I can have some space and some time to really get myself into the right frame of mind and communicate in ways that work best for the way my brain functions. So kind of those three things combined really led me to try and think outside of the box of how to still show up and offer my things in a container that's exciting, that's relevant, that has all the good parts of launching live, but took away some of those elements that made it kind of inaccessible for me as a human. And that's where this concept of not so live launching kind of was born, is creating still a launch that is timed, still something that is live for my audience, 
that is prepared and curated in advance and optimized so that I don't have to show up at a certain time, specifically live on video or for challenges and webinars at a specific time, which doesn't work for me and my life and my brain. I love that so much. We have so much to unpack because everything <laughs> I was like, wow, like I want her to unpack this and this and this. And <laughs> Is it okay if I ask you this very specific question? Please. Um, okay. Now, <laughs> when I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the different layers because mm-hmm. like, I like to remind my listeners, not everything is one dimensional. Everybody is multifaceted, multidimensional. Like we have to consider our personalities as women. We have to consider our hormones that like, mm-hmm. like, like with launching sometimes I've brought that up several times. I bet my listeners are sick of me saying this. <laughs> you really have to consider your bodies and your mm-hmm. hormones. But the third layer, you you spoke about how your brain works differently. Um, you yeah. brought up the term neurodivergent. Can you unpack that even more? Like, how did you discover that about yourself? When was that clicking in for you? Yeah. So neurodivergence is something that has always been part of my life. It's basically that my brain functions a different way from quote unquote typical brains. But it took me a long time, even into adulthood, to figure out why it was different and what was different. So it was actually thanks to my son and going through his diagnosis journey that I had words to put to some of the struggles I've always had. And I actually finally got my official stamp and diagnosis this year, which I'm very excited about, which is a whole other story. But for a long time, I realized I didn't learn the same way as other kids in school. I don't process information the same way. I have a lot of sensory sensitivities that make just like living in the world a higher taxing activity for me, Um, but also means that my brain works in really different ways. Something I talk a lot around on our podcast, Marketing Like a Mother, is actually the way I process information is kind of different than most of the world. I process all the details first and then compile that into a solid idea of what something is while the rest of the world kind of does more top-down thinking you understand a concept and then you get more granular there's lots of different sort of components to that but basically it means just from waking up in the morning my brain functions a little differently and for most of my life I just thought I was broken or different or there's something wrong and finding out that that was a thing that there's yeah. words for this is other people like me has really opened me up and has been a big journey in my business to not only understand and embrace, but accommodate the way that my brain and brains like mine work, which is different than the norm, but doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. We're just different. Well, I am just, thank you for letting me ask that question. I know it's yeah. very like personal, but um, <laughs> um, I'm hoping listeners, I hope as you're listening, as you're watching, you're hearing like, if you relate to this as well, if your brain works a different way and you want to learn like how to, let's let's say like how to optimize your personality, how to optimize your brain. Mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled. Michelle is here. She's going to like help like showcase like it is possible for you. You just have to think of launching in a different way and yeah. optimize it to like fit your personality. So I just, I just have to reiterate that. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. that's the key because if it yeah. feels difficult, if it feels yeah. like you're trying to shove a square peg in a round hole, most yeah. of the time you avoid doing it, and it's hard to be a business without actively selling, without putting on promotions, without launching. So, I think it is one of those puzzle pieces that's 
really important to figure out kind of as early as you can, because it's something you can't avoid if you want to be a business owner, but something that isn't always evident if your brain doesn't happen to work the way that everybody else's does, that if the typical way of doing things isn't clicking for you, it doesn't mean you should just give up. It just, you need to get a little more creative. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you have, sorry, I keep on like bringing up other episodes, but this mm. like keeps on taking me back to my, my interview with Sarah Weiss, who's also part of the systems and workflow magic launch bundle, which you are a part of. She said like, her business journey has taught her so much about it's been like a self reflection journey and being online has exposed so much of her personality to herself it's like opening up just more facets to her to discover self discovery journey what what mm. she named it and it was very interesting to hear her explain it like that cuz it's so true like when you open yourself up to the world not in like in a not open up yourself like in a relationship with a, a person like your husband your partner but like open your business up and you're exposing it to the online space and then you're exposing yourself with this product to launch that can be not only vulnerable but also like how is your personality going to react to this whole process? And so it's really good to continue to know yourself and know like what works best for you. And so this is also a reminder to my listeners who are in the beginning stages of their business and they you're interested in launching, you're interested in like marketing for a launch all those terms, all those terms that I like to throw out at you, give yourself some space and time and lots of grace as you continue to learn more about your personality and then learn also more about how to optimize your business with systems and workflows. So you all know I'd like to go on tangents and just, <laughs> just really want you all to know, like just take it one step at a time. So Michelle, thank you for sharing that. Really, that means a lot that whenever people share something about themselves, thank you so yeah, much. Of course. Let's talk about then the layer of being really active and like timing can be tricky. Can you talk mm -hmm. more about that? Sure, definitely. So if you are launching something that isn't just for people who live right next to you in your same town, in your same city, in your same area, time zones can be a really big component to how well your launch goes because not everybody's engaging with your content, with your events in the same capacity. You know, showing up for something in person at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. is a very different experience. And it's not surprising that when we extrapolate that to the online space, people show up really differently if they have to stay up late or even show up in their pajamas half asleep or if they're, you know, only able to engage on a replay because the event was during the middle of the night. Yeah. So I think it's really important if we are the host of something like an event for our launch to be really mindful that not everybody is able to show up in the same way throughout the day, but also not everybody has the ability to show up during the day. It could be the night, it could be school run, it could just not be a convenient time for them to engage. So I think as the host of an event, being a good hostess, is to accommodate people where they're at. And particularly if you're in the online space, we can kind of assume that not everybody you're talking to is in the same place geographically. So considering things like time zones by 
being thoughtful when you schedule your events, but also offering things like replays, having the option for people to see the times in multiple time zones. So if you're, for example, hosting a webinar event at 8 p.m. Eastern, not everybody knows off the top of their head what that means to them. And particularly, I find our American listeners are not as accustomed to understanding what time zones mean globally. So giving just some anchors to people in your main areas that you serve. So if you've got some Europeans, maybe putting like English time zone, that's usually something we have a reference to. We understand as Europeans or in Australia, giving us a time zone, we always get forgotten. Or somewhere in, in Asia, just giving us a landmark sort of time zone when you're listing out your event, when you're sharing and promoting your event, gives a nod to say, Yes, this is a time that suits me as the business owner and maybe me and my American friends or me and my European friends if you're based in Europe. But it gives a nod to say, but I did think of you in the other countries. And as someone who's lived abroad most of all my adult life and has operated a business entirely in a time zone different from my own clients and customers, it's it's been really lovely to see that people appreciate that you feel seen, you feel understood and you feel accommodated purely just by listing people's time zones. And then again, that key piece of offering an option for people to catch up later if they can't show up, if it is the middle of the night, if it is just a really bad day, they don't have childcare. You want to offer that kind of flexibility for people to meet you where they're at, not force them to show up when it suits you. I think again, that's just being a good hostess of an event. If you are listening to this episode live, I have some time-sensitive news to share with you today. After listening to this week's episode, I really want you to head on over to the show notes and get on the wait list for the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the 4.0 launch edition today. Yes, you heard me right. The popular bundle is back, but in 4.0 form. So if you are ready to sprinkle in some strategies and puzzle pieces and SOPs and workflows of learning how to apply launching into your business to better impact 2024 and hopefully beyond, get ready, my friend, because coming February 5th through February 9th of 2024, you are going to have access to over 28 plus experts who are going to be contributing different launching resources to help you grow in knowledge, understanding, and confidence in how to implement launching in your own business. Now, this bundle includes resources that will help you out with the puzzle pieces of planning out your own launch to pre-launch planning, to actual launch week planning, to what the heck to do after the post-launch, because there are different phases. I specifically dreamed up this bundle after witnessing and hearing so many creative-minded business owners struggle with knowing where to begin in the planning process of launching a service or digital product. Or maybe you have a product or service and you don't understand all the moving parts involved in launching. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed and you want guidance with where to begin. Either way, this bundle is chock full of resources, mini courses, templates, blueprints, all with the mission of helping you get started with launching. And yes, especially if you are a team of one, 
and are running the show on your own. So you don't want to miss out on the systems and workflow magic bundle, the 4.0 launch edition. So head on over to systemsandworkflowmagic.com to get on the wait list or head over to the show notes today. Let me ask you this question. Is 2024 the year you learn more about launching and how to apply the principles and strategies of launching to your own business? I certainly hope so. And as always, stay streamlined and strategic with your workflows, your SOPs, and strategies. You amazing muggle you. I'll see you in the launch bundle. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, I've got a little secret to share with you today, an exclusive private podcast that will change how you think about launching. I am so excited to share with you how to plan out your first or next digital product launch, a look into the four different launch phases. Now, this is not your average podcast. It's a private podcast designed to give you insider insight into the intricate world of launching. Because there are so many moving puzzle pieces of launching, and I know launching can be overwhelming to the business owner who doesn't have an entire team working for them. Here's the catch. This podcast is private. The only way to unlock this wealth of launching knowledge is by signing up. Yes, you heard me right. It's a secret private podcast. Your VIP pass is waiting for you in the show notes, and all you have to do is sign up to get exclusive access. Over four days, we'll dive deep into the different phases of launching, breaking down the complexities and helping you uncomplicate and untangle the entire launching process. It's like having a launch strategist or aka your systems and workflow BFF whispering secrets directly into your ear. But here's the thing. This is not available forever. It is a limited time podcast and the doors to this secret podcast will soon close. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to launching, you need to act fast. Now, how do you get on the secret? Super easy. Head on over to the show notes of this podcast or visit systemsandworkflowmagic.com forward slash private dash podcast to sign up. Once you're in, get ready for a journey that will transform the way you launch your ideas, your products into the world. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. I will see you inside. Can I ask a question about that? Because that's something that I will admit, like I only up until like last year, I was only considering North America, United States as like Mm. zones. And is there an app or like a website that helps you like that you that is your go-to app or website that you like to showcase with your like let's say you're hosting a webinar and then if you wanted to help convert over to a person's current time zone do you have a recommendation for people to use yeah I really like timezoneconverter.com very obvious title but I like it because you can input multiple time zones and see them all at the same time. So if I say it's 7 p.m. Paris time, I can put in what time is that in London? What time is that in Sydney? What time is that in New York? And it will show me all at once. The other really easy solution for this, if even finding a new website, you can literally just Google 7 p.m. your time zone is 
what time in the time zone yeah. you're looking for. And Google's really smart and will just give you the answers. So that's the other really quick way to figure it out. I love that so much. And I mean, Michelle, like literally for this, for my next launch, I'm going to be using timezoneconversion.com now, okay. just like and putting it as a link mm-hmm. in, on like the landing page of, let's say I'm doing a web masterclass or a webinar. That way people can easily see, okay, what time will it be for me? Because you're right. Like you want to be a really good hostess and consider it and accommodate to your audience. And because it leaves a really good taste in their mouths. I have said this before. I don't know if I said this to you, Michelle, but I don't like the term leave a good taste in your mouth. I wish that there was another like, <laughs> I wish that there was an impression, I guess. Yes, I feel like I've told you that, but I, I, I can't think of any other terms. So Okay. Do you have any other suggestions for how to accommodate? So you shared, okay, like share replays or share like the time zone piece. How else can we as the host, the hostess, how can we accommodate to our audience and still show up and serve them? Yeah. So something I've taken to doing, and I actually have a mini course, it's only nine euros about not so live launching, which is kind of this method I've used to prepare those events in advance. And something that's really lovely as the side effect of recording my webinars way before I'm going to actually have them go live or pre-recording my challenges is it gives me time to then offer things like notes or transcripts, have closed captions, other elements of accessibility, which not only help for accessibility when we have different needs, but also helps if you have an audience that's international, because we may not speak English as a first language. We may be having sort of sensory processing disorders where we struggle to understand information verbally and we need to read it. It also is really nice if someone is catching a replay, they may want to watch it on double speed so that they can get on with their day and catch up with everything else. And having the subtitles or the notes helps just make sure they've understood all the key pieces from that really valuable event that you've put on for them. So I found giving myself that little bit of extra buffer time before I show something to my audience allows me to layer in more of these accessibility features into things that otherwise would be quite tricky to figure out to do live there in person. So it's kind of like the secret benefit to doing things a little bit asynchronously but I found it has a big, big impact. And then my other little piece I'm just going to shove in here is if you are offering replays, I would really encourage you to be generous with your replays. I know a lot of times there's this sort of idea of, oh, we only want a 24-hour window to watch a replay. And that puts a lot of urgency, a lot of like stress on the people who want to engage with your launch, but again, may not be able to show up. It may not be the weekend where someone else is in the world, it may not be their time off. They may not have capacity to sit down and watch your content that day. And I found by just extending that replay window just a little bit, you know, 48, 72 hours, it can still have that same urgency that encourages people to engage with your launch before the deal's gone and keep it really top of mind. But it just helps encompass all those different time zones really comfortably encompass people where they're at in their lives in their day-to-day and again gives people who do need a little bit more time to process information who might need to watch things multiple times just that extra little bit of accessibility to give them space to do things in their own time so that's my little soapbox moment (laughs) love that will you share with me the link 
So I can put it in the show notes about that, that training you talked about. You oh, sure. That. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes of the blog and of this, this podcast. So that just in case listeners, you want that extra training from Michelle, you will get it. So <laughs> And it's only nine euro, which is mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. It's because it's my debut. That's my favorite topic. So I really wanted to make yeah. it super accessible. Well, I love it. Accessible. That Look at that layer. Accessible. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we talked about how to be accommodating. And then we talked mm-hmm. about then also how to, to work. If your brain works differently, if your personality works differently, how to incorporate that in a not so live launching mentality. Is there any thing else oh, oh I, I okay I just have a question I, I don't yeah <laughs> how do you create then hype and excitement mm-hmm. what you just described earlier I call that batching because I batch mm-hmm. record a lot of podcast episodes blog posts for future launches but then how do you do that anticipation excitement for mm-hmm. for your audience when it's not live does that make sense Yeah, totally. So just because we've prepared in advance, we've done our homework before we showed up to class, doesn't mean that we have to take away that sense of urgency from our launch. So even if I've recorded a webinar challenge two weeks before it's meant to go live, I don't have to start showing people until the date that my launch actually starts. And I can still have that sort of timed experience for the people going through the launch that has the urgency and the importance to kind of engage with the launch while the offer's live. It really just buys me as the host more time to prepare, more time to be intentional with preparing the assets, the like videos, the recordings, however you're going to put together your challenge in advance so that you can focus your energy during the launch, because we do want to show up during our launch times, on supporting people in real time, of giving feedback, of answering questions, of being engaged with people who are asking questions in your DMs or in any groups. And I found really kind of compartmentalizing the different elements of the launch to show up for the live quote unquote pieces ahead of time. I'm really able to like focus all that energy on creating the very best assets I can for the launch and then preserve my limited energy during the open cart window, during that actual like launch period when other people are engaging with my launch content for me to engage with them, to me be as available as possible, because I can't do both those things at once. I just don't have it in me as the way my brain works, as the way my schedule works. I can't do both. And I would rather prioritize being as available as possible to people during that time to answer questions, to give them feedback. If they're working through something like a challenge, I want to really be there to hold their hand to go through that process. So I really like that just taking off my plate the the recording of the challenge pieces, the recording and preparing of the webinar piece or whatever kind of event you want to put on a little bit ahead has just helped kind of separate those tasks out and create more space during the launch itself. The other nice thing of preparing ahead is it makes it really easy to recycle those launch assets again and again. So what I found is if I've created a really great challenge, it's a shame that it never gets to see the light of day again. So because I've pre-recorded it, I can be really intentional of maybe not mentioning my pitch until the end so I can easily edit that out and swap it out for the next launch. So I give myself almost permission to put more effort into the actual assets, those videos, those recordings, those whatever you're creating, 
because I know I'm making a longer term asset for my business rather than putting all the pressure on me to show up and perform live every single time when my energy can be variable, my mood, as you said, with your sort of cycling, you don't know what you're going to get that day while giving ourselves a little bit more grace, a little bit more time to prepare, to be in the right headspace, to feel really good. You kind of end up getting a better product, I find, at the end and something you feel really happy about using again and again. So true. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up because, okay, just going back to remind listeners, watchers, like you may not necessarily have a giant team working for you. So when you see these launches online, remember like every, the highlight reel is shown online. So when you see the big business owners with like eight, nine, 10, I don't know, like (laughs) the crazy amount figure of launch, which is great for them to keep in mind, like they have a team of 10, 15, 20 people working for them, or they might have a team of five people working for them. And it's just you. And Mm -hmm. that can be so overwhelming. It can bring up feelings of jealousy or Mm. comparison. And you feel worthless because you're like, well, I can't keep up with XYZ. I can't have my own 10-figure launch. Like when in reality, like you're projected for even five-figure launch is amazing for where you are in your business. So I just want to bring it back to perspective. Like you have to see whoever you're comparing yourself to where they are versus where you are. You can launch. It just takes a matter of like what Michelle is sharing, what other, what other contributors have shared in this launch series. It takes intentional planning and then knowing your person, like it takes really knowing your capacity and mm-hmm. you can execute or plan out an effective launch for your business. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Michelle? Oh, a thousand percent. And I think it can be a huge disservice to us if we set the bar too high, yeah. we inevitably fall short. So I really like to see it as launching isn't the goal. Like that's not the point of a business. The point is to continue to grow, to continue to get more customers, to get better at doing your marketing and sales and customer service and delivering your offer. The, The goal isn't actually pulling off a good launch. The goal is to do it again and again yes. and again and again. Yes. So we want you coming out of your first or next attempt at a launch in an okay place as a human so that you can go ahead and do it again. Because I find when I tried my first launch, I did try and follow kind of the script, the regular way of doing it. And it's really overwhelming. As you say, it's hard to live up to those standards and push yourself to do things that are not just uncomfortable, but sometimes not possible for you as an individual or as a solo business owner. And it can lead you to burnout. It can lead you to feel really bad and can put you off launching again. Yeah. So I think it's almost like taking a big view of the whole process. And this is an exercise. We just need to build up our muscles, do repetitions, and we'll yeah. get better and better as we do it more. And I really like taking that kind of longer view of we're just practicing. Like none of this really quote unquote matters. What matters is that we get up and try again and we get better every time. So I think, again, taking this slightly less stressful version of launching can be a really nice way to start dipping a toe, start trying something out. And as you get better at things, as you're able to recycle more of your assets, as you're able to, you know, get some confidence behind you, 
maybe you do want to sprinkle in more light elements because you've really mastered some of that behind the scenes stuff already. But I think taking some of the pressure off having to be like Amy Porterfield on day one, yeah, it's just setting yourself up to be really disappointed. Why not be you day one and then try and do a little bit better next time and a little bit better next time. And just by practicing, you will inevitably see that you improve in whatever area you're trying at. So I think, yeah, it's just an exercise in repetition. (laughs) Preach it, Mama Michelle. I love it. I love it. Well, I know we went over a lot. And as we wrap up, like, first of all, let me thank you again for coming on and sharing this aspect about the not so live launching and sharing so many different golden nuggets with (laughs) my audience. Thank you so much. And Michelle, I'm going to ask you several questions as we wrap up. Just like, how can people find you, connect with you, work with you? Let us know what our next step would be to working with you and finding you. Yeah, so I'm pretty easy to find. I'm the only Michelle Pontvert out there. So I am michellepontvert.com. That's my website. I'm Michelle Pontvert on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not as great on Instagram. So if you do want to hang out with me, Facebook is usually the place to find me. And then I have a whole ton of free resources. I have a blog over on my website. Highly encourage you to check that out. And then on my email list, I share like all sorts of goodies. I really love on my email list. So if you did want to join there, I have actually a whole page of freebies. You can sign up and grab something. I do have a couple of things I think might be like really helpful starting places. So I have one, which is a free guide of my unsticking tricks. This is when you have something you need to do and you're feeling just stuck and willpower isn't getting you to move forward. So five kind of out of the box ways to get you moving, get that momentum going again in your business. And there's the really kind of different ways of just helping you get moving again. So I encourage you to check that one out. That's on my website, michelleponfort.com slash unstuck. That's maybe my favorite freebie I have out these days, but there's a whole ton of other ones there too. Awesome. Well, I'll have everything in the notes of this specific episode for the listeners. And then, Michelle, do you mind sharing with everyone what you will be contributing to the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the launch edition? Definitely. So I have my simple sales system, which is built out in Notion. Notion is my favorite productivity tool because it's super flexible and really user-friendly. So I know if you're not that techie, it sounds a bit scary, but I promise it's really approachable. And the sales system is basically a really easy way to put together the kind of marketing assets of your launch. So you can figure out basically what are you selling, fill in a little worksheet, and it populates for you automatically all of your sales page copy, your email copy, even your social media post copy. And you have templates and a schedule to figure out how are you actually going to share this around and get all of those assets going? It's kind of like shortcutting all of the writing and planning part of your launch. Again, I really want to get you just out there starting. So I think this is a really great way to sort of get those training wheels on and get going with launching. You can always customize from there, but it's a right a nice way to get started with launching. I love it so much. Michelle, I'm so excited about your product. I'd share this with you on your podcast, but I don't, I, I want to start using or like learning more about Notion because it's, I've heard a lot about it in the past year. So I'm really excited. 
Oh, well, actually, one of my brand new freebies is a Notion 101 class wow. for entrepreneurs. So on my, on my freebie page, wow, you can go. find that as well. Look at you. Wow. Okay, you guys, I will also like, Dad, <laughs> I will be sure to put everything in the show notes so that you can get all the freebies and I'll be grabbing that Notion as <laughs> I'm excited. I have no idea. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, everyone, if you, again, I like as a repeat, if you want to check out the, the show notes of this YouTube video or the podcast episode, again, everything will be there and get on the wait list for the systems and workflow magic bundle. There's over 30 different contributors who want to help you out with the different systems, workflows, SOPs, the different puzzle pieces of launching so that it could be less overwhelming for you and more clear on what steps you need to take. Because again, launching is like, it's not like a one size fit all blueprint. It's multifaceted and it's wonderful. And like Michelle was sharing, like, it's not about the launch. It's about you getting up and doing like just work continuing to refine your business and continuing to show up. And so we want you to get excited about incorporating launching into your into your overall business and marketing plan and feel that confidence. So again, we're so excited about that you're choosing to be here to listen to this podcast episode, watch this YouTube um, video with us. And I'm excited to um, showcase a brand new episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have a streamlined and magical week, you amazing muggle you. And I will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.